1: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia hartley Brewer on Talk Radio.
1: Well, good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Always appreciate you joining me. Lots to talk about this morning, um, including, by the way, for fact, it's, it's my mum's 80th birthday. I'm assuming my mum is not actually awake yet, so I'll be saving my birthday shout out until a little bit later on. But, um, you know, if she is... Happy birthday, Mum, if you happen to have uh, randomly woken up too early. Um, But um, it's it's a very, very busy news day once again. More strikes. Crucially, I have to say, ambulance workers going on strikes, not just the ambulance drivers, paramedics, but also the 999 call handlers. And we are being told today, uh, don't call 999 for an ambulance unless it's a life or death issue. Forgive me for being old-fashioned. I thought that was the only time you called an ambulance anyway. Uh, but certainly there are huge concerns about the huge impact of, of uh, this strike. And we've seen it is the second time it's happening. But um, this comes after, of course, we had Grant Shrapps, the business secretary, in the House of Commons yesterday, um, the second reading uh, of uh, this uh, new, um, new legislation, which well, has been called, and we're using this term, you know, anti-strike uh, laws. But actually, these are simply new laws to guarantee minimum safety and service levels for key public services. They're focusing it on the safety side of things, where it's such an issue with ambulances. Um, but I want to know from you this morning, do you support those new laws requiring a minimal level of service? Uh, and tell us whether you do, whether you don't, and why. Text me on two. Put the word TALK at the start of your message and then your message. And you can tweet me at TALK TV. We'll get as many on air as we can. Uh, right now, let's talk to Tom Slater, who's editor at Spiked Online. i am glad to say joins us all this morning. Good morning to you.
0: Morning, Judith. Good
1: um, Are you concerned about this ambulance worker strike? there are various strikes that can go on, like DVLA, the Mm -hmm. environment agency going on strike uh, this week, and you think, not unless you're actually taking a driving test this week or whatever your environment Mm -hmm. agency work is, it doesn't directly affect you, even the train strikes. Most people don't get the train most days, most weeks, or even more than once a year. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't actually affect many people. Anyone today could need an ambulance, you could have a car accident, you could uh, have a family member, an elderly relative who who, who take, has a bad fall. Anyone could need an ambulance today. Are you concerned about these uh, these strikes? And do you think that the government is right to try and bring in new laws to actually curb the impact on the general public of these sorts of strikes?
0: Well, I think no one goes on strike lightly, certainly not people who work in the emergency services. These These aren't people who are just in it for the money if you go into that I mean, line yeah, of work if not. you're a paramedic. Um, these are people who are very committed, who uh, really believe in what it is that they do but they're also at their wits end and I think whilst, as you say, people will be very concerned about the fact that there are, as a result of these strikes, going to it's going to be much more difficult to get an ambulance but there's also going to be a lot of people who will remember those cases of the elderly gentleman who took a fall and his family had to build a tent around him essentially because it would take so long for the ambulance yeah. to and take, people always say, well why don't you well just take him yourself the they
1: were told do not move him
0: exactly and well before the strikes so this is the sort of thing I think and that's one of the reasons why I think public support is holding up particularly for the healthcare workers mm. despite the you know potential um, perils that it, it lands us and, in because the fact to, that peril is already here. Yeah, like. We
1: tend to sort of come into contact with, and we say with an ambulance worker, you come into contact when you're at your time, you know, time of need and, mm. and, and be incredibly grateful. I have to say, as a news reporter, um, many years, um, you're working closely with people like ambulance workers, other emergency workers, where you're, you know, you're basically trying to sort of cajole stories out of them. <laughs> um, and, um, but just, it, it's an incredibly hard job. Mm-hmm. Very badly paid incredibly difficult and absolutely vital job. And I've just got no doubt at all in my mind we need to be paying people more who do that job in terms of the shift work, the abuse they get. They're dealing with people who often have serious mental health issues, mm-hmm. their um, violence, dealing with drunks. I mean... I mean it's it, it, most people wouldn't last one shift mm-hmm. I at mean, its workout and I include myself in that.
0: And they're also getting hit by the failures elsewhere in the system in yeah. the same way we often talk about how A&E is often making up for the shortfall in GP yeah. coverage or so on you've also got paramedics who are having to attend what are often mental health episodes as yeah. you say or just other kind of dis- product of yeah. disorderly behaviour. It all builds up and there does become a point where you know that, that's enough. Uh,
1: exactly. I mean, I mean, it amazes me that you know that so many people stay in that job. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah, there'll be a lot of people with a lot of sympathy for these people um, on the front line, quite literally. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the anti-strike laws, again, I keep using this, this you know phrase. It's like we talk about you know the bedroom tax, not bedroom mm-hmm. tax, you know, but this is how it's being ca- ca- you know talked about as this guarantee. They, the government has framed it as minimum, not minimum service, but minimum safety levels being required. So you know people need to again, people need to railways and things at a certain time where people do. Need need to be able to get around. Mm -hmm. And a requirement that some minimal service is actually still maintained in key public services, which, by the way, we all pay for. They're not given to us out of charity. Uh, Our taxes pay for them. Given that we actually have a ban on strikes from so you know military uh, and in the police, uh, given that these sort of minimum safety levels or service level rules are in place in large numbers of European countries, and we're always told by the sort of people on the left, you say, "Oh, this is terrible! <laughs> well, if only, if only it wasn't the Tories post Brexit, this wouldn't happen." Well, actually, your beloved EU an awful lot of the countries in the EU do have these rules. Um, is it reasonable? I mean, all these, all these. You know, worker bashing, you know, nasty laws, or or are these perfectly reasonable requirements that if you work in certain areas which are totally vital for millions of people, that you know, you, you, the, where people don't have an alternative. Oh well, I'll call, I'll call the other alternative Sainsbury, Tesco's ambulance service is on strike. Mm. I'll go to the Sainsbury's ambulance service. It's not an option. So, is it right for the government to bring this in?
0: I think the problem is it, it. you can't help but see it as an erosion of the right to strike piece by piece because if you say that we already have um, in relation to the military and the police because that, and they're also the armed wing of the state so you know, uh, limiting their ability to organise politically mm. seems like a, a slightly different proposition but when you're talking about, again, not only just ambulance workers but also rail workers and so on and so forth Teachers Teachers, what this would effectively mean is compelling people to cross picket lines as well This is a very serious encroachment and whilst, as you say, there are... Um, not dissimilar laws across Europe. We also have some of the most punishing trade union laws already in this country punishing. by European uh, standards, particularly in relation to the sort of threshold you have to pass. In but order again, to I'm sorry, the idea that,
1: that you, you need more than 50% of people in, in, this, you know, in, in the union to actually take part in a ballot hmm. and to, isn't it, 50% to take part and 50% more or more to vote for the actual strike action. We did have situations where a tiny minority of militant uh, trade unionists were just you know I mean, actually it's unfair to the fair fellow colleagues who don't want to go out on strike it, it needs to be a fair representation i do not I mean if it was of like an 80 percent threshold mm. okay fair enough. but it isn't these are reasonable thresholds
0: well, i'm just quite struck by the fact that where civil liberties are concerned this is the one area where a lot of people just lose their principles particularly on the right so we should completely meddle and regulate the ability of an independent democratic political organization how it manages itself but generally speaking it's just the case that what we're talking about here is then a I government which has not, lost no, control no, not. I do I disagree situation. with you on
1: that because it is about in you know you the whole point is there should be it should be democratically accountable to mm. its members um and we see this when you know you talk about things like you know university student unions and mm-hmm. things where oh they this hard left person has been elected yeah 200 people no, voted course, yeah. for this person it's not representative of students they don't represent ordinary students either. if you if you know if the royal college of nurses goes out on strike and it just happens to be a few hundred or a few thousand Members who are, you know, hard left, who vote mm-hmm. for it, people don't take it seriously. I think this actually, I think this is actually a, a strengthens the power and the influence of unions by by making it clear that, you know, if they go out on strike, it's because a majority of people, members of that union, have voted for it.
0: Now, of course, my point is about how why is it that we're so comfortable with completely encroaching on the ability of an organisation to run itself as it sees fit in the interests of its members with democratically elected leadership, and what we're seeing here with the government is that they have lost control of this particular situation. They haven't yeah. been willing to get around the negotiation table. Until more all recent the, until this in, week. In, exactly. And what happens is they kind of brandish these anti-strike laws in moments of desperation. The problem is this is something which will stand the test of time. These encroachments on the right to strike would be very difficult to reverse, even okay. for a Labour government, and that's uh, nothing that anyone... Yeah. But the thing
1: is, again, that. you have the right to strike, but, you know, and we had some people texting and tweeting in yesterday saying, you know, what would you do? They would say, well, you know, sack the lot of them. I mean... Uh, everyone seems to have forgotten. You know, you, you you don't. You know, if you're you know if you're sick today, you get paid. You know, if you're okay, I'm self-employed for years. I understand? You, know, you don't get paid if you're, if you're self-employed. But for years, you, you, people wanted employment rights because you you, know, you got paid if you were sick. You got holiday pay. You know, things like that, maternity pay. If you you know had a kid. I mean, these things weren't given to us all out of the goodness of bosses. Mm-hmm. The mill owners didn't go, oh, look at you, <laughs> look at you. You look a bit tired. Why don't you not work a six-day week, 14-hour day? This stuff happened because people fought for it. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm not. Anti-union. I am anti-militant unions. I'm anti—you know—the National Education Union, the RMT, whose leadership, not the members, but the leadership. They basically just like let's get rid of the Tories. That is, they you know National Education Union don't really think that teachers should be in the classroom at all. They think they should be permanently on a picket line. As well as the RMT, as far as I can tell about their members. I mean, that, 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 but that's not being anti-union. That's just anti-militancy. Because when you when you have the right to strike, you're, you're taking a right away from an employer to basically say uh, you don't turn up to work, but I don't get to sack you. So we have a you have to have a balance between the powers and the rights of employers and employees. You have the right to go out and strike, but it's reasonable for the employer and the, and the end user, like the taxpayer, to expect that, that that strike is a justifiable, justified, supported strike
0: well I, obviously there's, these things have impacts on people and that's really yeah. quite serious and I think anyone going out on strike obviously they want to make their point made to their employer but they also don't want to inconvenience anyone let alone put them in any yeah. kind of threat but, but at the same time there is a certain point where you where you have to inconvenience you people have to inconvenience but people that's where again and
1: that's where you have that balance.
0: The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Thanks for listening
1: Julia Hartley Brewer Daily if you liked what you heard please subscribe and give me a good review and don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until